welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking with Fabian Cordozo. Originally from Colombia, he shares with us his post-MBA startup journey and talks us through the UK's entrepreneurial or startup visa as well. All right, well, welcome Fabian to the Modern MBA. Would you please tell us about yourself, your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA? Sure, thank you. And thank you for, for the invitation. So my name is Fabian Andres Cardoso. I am originally from Colombia, and I am currently based in, in Reading because I uh, did my MBA at, at Henley Business School. Well, when we spoke before, you told me about your background. It's quite a varied background coming from law and mergers and acquisitions in Colombia, working with your family business, and then working in chemical engineering with WMG. And now you have a full-time role in your very own wearable startup in the UK. Can you elaborate a bit more with us on your background? Sure, yeah, of course. Uh, so you've got it. Um, correct, right there. So basically, I am a lawyer by training. So I studied my undergraduate back home in, in Colombia. And as soon as I graduated, I started my, my career at a full-fledged law firm over there where I did corporate law and mergers and acquisitions from the legal perspective. And I, I worked there for, for several years where I, yeah, you know, I, I, I raised the ranks from the internally in the, in the, in the, corporate, in the corporate environment following, you know, the, the, the corporate rules that the law firm demanded. Uh, due to my, 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 my father leaving the company earlier than, than that we expected due to, to, to some health reasons, I uh, was forced quite fast to, 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 to take charge of the of the company and actually manage it as, 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 as the CEO along with my mother. Um, yeah. So that's when I decided to, to do the MBA because of course uh, my, my legal training and I felt I was very lacking in my, in my business knowledge and third, I would say, change in, 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 in career. You did mention my, my stint there in, in chemical engineering, but what, what I used to do in, in, in the, um, in the chemical company called Infinium, which is part of the ExxonMobil and Shell Group, it did work with, with the WMG, but it's uh, a different thing. But yeah, it was a, a short thing while I was in the in the doing the MBA. But right now I'm focused on the on the startup. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And when we were talking before, I was so fascinated by your background and just I was thinking to myself, this guy's a smart guy. <laughs> He's a lawyer. Well, I know about that. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. So. What was your MBA experience like? In a, in a, in a very short word, I would say it was uh, wonderful. You know, it was <laughs> a, an amazing experience, um, a great possibility of, of learning a lot of new stuff. Of course, as, as I mentioned, learning yeah. uh, for me was, was very interesting because it was all new. So it was a great yeah. experience. But aside from that, the, the, the great part of, you know, uh, getting to know people from all over the world, uh, sharing uh, outside the, the, the lecture rooms with them, uh, growing close to, 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 to cultures that I had previously not known about and, and, and people from countries that I had not spoken to before. 
and most importantly, working alongside them in, in, in the MBA projects was a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. So then during the year, did you know that you wanted to start your own business or was it something that sort of cropped up after graduation? Kind of had it in the back of my mind because, uh, mm. you know, I, I think that, that in a way, uh, the MBA also teaches you to, to, to learn about yourself, about the things that, that, that you like, that you think that you're good at and that energize you. So I kind of started finding out from that self-discovery journey that uh, one of the things that I kind of have in my blood because my, my, my parents, you know, they, they incorporated this company a lot of, of, of years ago from, from nothing and they built it from scratch. So uh, doing something like that, that, that entrepreneurial vein, uh, you know, I, I kind of had it in the back of my mind, but never really planned it very, uh, like, like not strictly planned for it uh, in, in the traditional sense. So then can you tell us a little bit about your startup and how it came about and the future plans? So the, the startup is called Wake Sense. Uh, so like in wake of waking up and sense of common sense. Um, basically, it's a neurotech startup. Uh, we are developing a wearable device that measures brain activity and monitors early stage fatigue and inattention. Um, so. Of course, this is not originally my, I, I, my idea. A, a, a lawyer slash fire prevention engineer like, like me would not definitely come into this field. So that's another <laughs> one of the, of the big beauties of the MBA because it's mm. actually the brainchild of, of, of a couple of my MBA colleagues. So one mm. of them is a, is a neuroscience PhD and the other one is a an engineer, also a, a PhD, who have been working on this field for of, of EEG and electroencephalographic um, um, monitoring for, for some time. Um, so that's where, where, where it all started. It all began uh, from entrepreneurial competition that we joined together, you know, after working mm -hmm. in, in, in MBA projects, they said, okay, maybe, you know, uh, we know the science, we want to go take this from, from academia into business and, 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 and we trust that you can help us do it. You know, they, they have seen me work in the, in the MBA, in, in, in leading projects and, and doing other, other stuff. So that's where we, we, we talked and, and, and joined forces to, to do this. Um, we are hoping to take this from, from the, 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 the many papers that they have written and the research that they have done along the years uh, into a, a marketable product hopefully grow it in order to, you know, to help people um, reduce anxiety arising from, from a perceived lack of productivity and uh, also from a safety perspective to, to potentially reduce accidents arising from early, fat, early fatigue um, situations that are normally not easily detectable. And so I'm assuming it's going to be something quite unintrusive. Ours, since it depends on, on brain monitoring, it has to be quite close to the source. Um, mm. So what we are doing is developing as, a, as, a, as an earpiece, basically. So it's not the whole diadem that, that some other competitors have, which is, of course, a little bit, I should say, more obtrusive. Uh, but ours is expected to be more wearable and easier to, 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 to use as a, as a single ear um, earpiece. That's really cool. Okay, so kind of like a, like a headphone in some sense. Or, yeah, I, I, I can visualize it better now. That's brilliant. Yeah, think of it as an as an uh, like an AirPod, 
like like the, yeah. Like the yeah, it, it would be that's probably a, a good way to, to visualize a one ear airplane. we've talked about and um, the skills that you feel have kind of crossed over from your, your past careers in the MBA so is there anything you did during the MBA that really helped you to, to make this big jump? Weirdly I, I didn't take the actual entrepreneurship class a lot of the of the actual lectures that I took were, were very useful because for me you know financial management operations were, were, were quite new so they really did help but I would say that for this particular jump into, into actually starting a company um, joining the, the, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship society and, and participating in, in this entrepreneurship competition, which in my university is called um, IdeaFest. Um, I, I think that that was a, a, a Kickstarter for, for this whole adventure that has become um, Waysense. Um, without that, that possibility, uh, even with, you know, get, drawing from, from information from all of our, of our different modules and, and, and taking um, the, the actual academic work into the, into the IDFS application, but, but more from a, a business perspective, um, that was a, a, a good step to take. So I would say that participating in this kind of ancillary and, 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 and extracurricular activities in things that interest you was a good decision that definitely helped me perfect and, and, and at least kickstart the, the project because without that initial step, you know, nothing of, of, of what we have been doing would have, or, or potentially, yes, but, but I'm sure that, that my, 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 my partners would have done it still, but, you know, I, I would have not been involved in the, in the same way that I have been right uh, as, as, as nowadays. Yeah, and I guess it's like it's not it's not just kind of what you learn from these opportunities. It's also that I think like extracurricular activities and stuff. It's it's a really good way just to see what it is you're actually interested in and and kind of figure out where to go after your course. Potentially, at that time, didn't think this would actually become something that would you know endorse my my, my visa or become mm. my my current project in, in my work project. But at the time, I, I don't think that was the, the motivation behind it. The motivation was more about learning and experiencing, which is always valuable and on itself, I think, as you say. What is the actual process of, of launching a startup like um, here in the UK? Can you kind of walk us through what the, the kind of process looks like? Uh, so my visa is, a, is a, during the MBA was a, a tier four international student visa. Um, of course, uh, not being a, a British citizen or a, or a European Union citizen, um, I had certain restrictions uh, through my visa, so I wasn't legally uh, able to, to, you know, to incorporate my own company under that visa during my studies. Um, the, the Tier 4 has a, a, a restriction that you cannot own more than 10% of the shares of a, of a company. So, oh, okay. uh, so initially, my, my first, you know, the, the first issue that I had to solve if I wanted to actually uh, be part of, of, of this company and, and, and handle this business was sort out my, my immigration situation. So in my case, uh, the, the university endorsed um, my startup visa application to allow me to, okay. to actually, you know, incorporate the company and work on the, on, on the company. In my case, the, the immigration thing was a big obstacle that needed to be solved um, first, and it might be so for 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 many uh, 
MBAs that want to 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 head start into into this uh, during the MBA, of course, during the MBA days. As a British person, I don't always. Um, yeah, I obviously don't know like that much about the uh, about the whole visa side of things. Um, so it's actually really interesting to hear about the um, the implications of that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people listening are international students, and they might be considering starting up a company in the UK. And I think that the immigration visa, the immigration and the entrepreneurial visa is such an integral part to that. Yes. And, and what I would say to, to them, and, and, and of course, speaking from my experience, I think it's a, it's a wonderful way to, I mean, if, if your plan is to, to actually start a business and, and, and remain in the UK, I think it's a great way to, to do it uh, right now because it's a, relative, so it's a very flexible, um, it's not as easy to get, but it is a relatively flexible visa, you know, because the, 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 the UK Business and Immigration Service understands that uh, aspiring entrepreneurs need to have an, an alternative source of income. So you are allowed to, uh, during the term of the startup visa, work uh, even full time on, 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 on another um, a source of, of income work, you know. So that's why I, I, I worked at the, at the chemical company while I built a little bit of my of my knowledge of the UK and of course also my financials. Um, and, and there was no restriction for that. Whereas the tier two for for, for people that get endorsed via a, a company, there are restrictions for them to have their their side business, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's. I mean, I, I think it's. It's, it's, it's a little bit bureaucratic, but it's, it's, it's doable and it is a, a good way to, 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 you know, to, to learn the best of, of, the both, of the both worlds. How would, what would you recommend for students who are considering it? When should they be looking at doing the application and, and submitting it? How long does it take? You will need an a, a endorsing letter from an endorsing body. So in my case, the University of Reading. So as soon as I managed to present my business case to them and, and, and sort of like an investor pitch for them to actually give the, the business their support, as soon as, as I build the, the, the business project along with my business partners, um, I apply, you know, because there are some people that think that, and, and of course that is valid as well, that you might want to, to let the, the student visa expire before actually applying, which is, which is fine as well. Um, and theoretically, it gives you more time uh, under a, under under a, a, a um, with, with the leave to remain rights in the in the UK. But in my yeah. case, I, I thought you know since I want to to incorporate the company as soon as possible, and I can only incorporate once I have been given the endorsing letter, I will do it as as soon as possible. So I would say that a recommendation is if you have an idea, if you think you you have a a, a valid business proposition start exploring as soon as possible, talk to lecturers, talk to the people in charge of the of endorsements in, in, in your university. Uh, there are also private endorsing bodies, but, but you know, reach out, test your idea and, and know if it will be successful when the time comes, uh, but don't leave it to, to, to the last day because in, for example, in, in, in my university, there are limited spots uh, that they only have a certain number of allotted uh, visa slots. So, you know, the sooner the better. Uh, or, or else it will become harder once uh, more people have applied. Um, um, so, so I think that I, I definitely test your idea and, and start talking to people as soon as you have conceived it. And, 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 and you know, if you need to build a team as well, better earlier than later. Um, mm. But 
yeah, I guess it depends on, on a lot of factors, but I think that, that in, in, it's, it's better to have it fast. How many weeks or months does it actually take to get the answer? Um, so so from, the, from the university, it, it was relatively fast. It, it was like a, like a two-week time to, to get it. Um, mm. But after that, you know, the, the endorsing letter. But after that, it's, it's mostly formal. You need to, to, to present the information to, to the UKBI so that you can get your, um, your, your BRP, uh, your new BRP under the, the tier one visa, which takes yeah. like two months. But, you know, legally, you are already entitled to, to, to remain once you have been given the, the, endorsing, the endorsing letter. Um, oh. But, you know, I, I guess it depends on, 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 on each uh, endorsing body. Uh, there are universities, I know of, of friends that, that, you know, that try to, to, to submit a, an application in, in Oxford, for example. And I know that um, that uh, Oxford receives a lot, a lot, a lot of, of requests on an annual basis. Um, so the, the, their application was really delayed for, for, I mean, not delayed, but it, it took longer because of the amount of applications that they get. Um, yes. So I guess that, that it, it, it changed, it will change in, in, in every case, but I would, you know, the, at the very least, you, you should know that uh, the, the, the local authorities would take approximately two months to, to, to get it sorted once you have the, the, the endorsement letter done. Okay, okay, that's great. And, and for people that would like to get more information on this, where would you recommend them, them looking? So uh, definitely the, the, the UKBI uh, webpage. You just uh, search for the for the startup visa uh, or the or the innovator visa, but, but but most cases it will be the the startup visa. Um, in in the in the in the government page, I think they have a, a very comprehensive guide uh, uh, there, um, and it's quite clear. Um, but for the process before the endorsing body, I, I think that, that it's better to go directly to, to the university immigration um, team or, or experts there that, that will re redirect to the, um, to the endorsing body information because, as I, as I mentioned, each one has a different set of rules that, that ought to be uh, understood before the, the, the application. But from from the you know from the from the UK government perspective, it's all very clear in the UKBI webpage. Cool, brilliant. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. It's a really interesting insight into the process, and I think you're definitely right about sort of thinking and planning ahead as well. These things always just take like more time than you expect they will. Mm starting a company um i mean it's it's kind of it's very exciting but i guess um it's also um a little bit like scary um particularly going into that from when you've had like a, a sort of very established career how do you how do you kind of feel about that side of it i would go a step further uh, from from what you say marie that it's a little bit scary in my case it has been very scary <laughs> very very scary you know because uh, you're used to to having Kind of the of the guardrails and, and, and some sort of process in place from, from, from an established workplace. Even in my in my family company years, you know, it was already a, a 35 plus company, 35 years plus company that you know had a lot of things already uh, solved uh, from a from a from a process perspective. You know, there were people in charge of doing. Uh, a lot of, of, of the of 
operational stuff, but starting afresh is it, scary because I, I, you know, I don't really know where to do, where to start doing many of the of the stuff, you know, uh, and kind of have to 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 cater to to, to doing a lot of, of things. So it's difficult to to center around doing, you know, getting things done on a, on a daily basis. It's 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 it's, it's scary. Um, and it's uh, a little bit, a little bit difficult, and you know, having a little bit of time as well to think of the of the overall strategy and uh, of where the company and, and 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 where the whole project is actually going in the long term. It's difficult to find that 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 that, that time worrying about the finances. Where are, are we going to get the fin the finances that, that we need? Are we going to leverage funding round, whatever. Uh, that is uh, stressful, but you know, in a, in, a, in a good way, I think, because it's, it's, it's very, very um, uh, exhilarating as well. And, uh, and I think that, that the experience of learning new stuff every day and, and putting to practice a lot of the things that, that, that I learned in the, in the MBA and that I'm sure that my, my partners can say as well is, is quite interesting and, and, and definitely very energizing. Mm. I mean, I think one of the things that always kind of really strikes me about being an entrepreneur and having your own business is that you, it feels like you can never really switch off because you are like, you do have the ultimate responsibility for it. And as someone who finds it quite difficult to switch off from work anyway, um, I, I guess I find that quite intimidating to imagine. I mean, how do you balance that with giving yourself a break from work sometimes and kind of making sure that you don't hit sort of burnout point? Yeah, and I, and I think that, that as, as you Randy pointed out, it's a very dangerous situation, almost like a, like a syndrome for, for entrepreneurs. Um, mm. in, in, my, in my previous life as, a, as an MIA lawyer, I, I, you know, I, I kind of had a lot of burnouts and a lot of stressful works and, 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 and I work a lot. So right mm. now, uh, I, I kind of have, the, have lived through, through the experience. I have seen it in, in a family company, how things still get done and, and still work uh, and, 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 and the family needs to find spaces where, you know, to, to, to managers to disconnect and actually operate like a family and, 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 and ignore and forget about their company obligations. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that, that forcing yourself through a, through a schedule at least that, that has been working for me so far um, is, is important because if, if you are not uh, all right and, and you know mentally uh, energized and and, 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 um, and fine with with a good balance of, of your family and family and um, balance with your with your health as well then the company will mm. suffer as well um, so mm. I think that that, that that has worked fine for me but I in, in the case of the entrepreneur I think it's double dangerous because the, 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 the excuse before to, to disconnect and, and stop doing some work was okay why should I do this for another person whereas in the, in the in the in the in the company in your own company it's very easy to say okay this is my future this is for me this is for my for, for my own household and family so it's okay if I if I continue and flow through the through through this project or, or, or whatever so it's it's double dangerous um, and double <laughs> difficult to, to actually disconnect. Yeah. Just before we wrap up, um, do you have any other kind of tips or advice for other people who might be in the, the same kind of position as you? 
especially for MBAs that, that, that want to follow on this path. I think that take advantage of the, of the MBA and the student position. You know, you can, you can get to speak with experts more easily. You can get mentoring more easily. You can talk with teachers, with uh, former classmates, with alumni, uh, while being a student uh, to, to actually understand if your business idea has potential, um, to get some mentors for the for the future or some advisors for the future, I think that taking advantage of, of, of that is, is is quite important. But being very grateful at the same time, you know, like 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 actually trying to give back to the people that that you talk to while while building your business and while doing the MBA um, can give a lot of value back to to them and to yourself as well. Yeah, it's a tip actually it's it's true people when you say you're a student they receive you differently than yes. coming from a business or, or or even a graduate yeah yes, exactly. yeah i think you're right it's a really good kind of a good excuse to just be able to kind of message people and, and get in touch and, uh, and reach out to them probably people that, that receive a lot of contacts from from students are fearful that they will be kind of most of the time asking for for a job so it's the whole thing about the informational interview again but in this case it's, it's a little bit different because you're not necessarily looking for a job but rather testing out your, your a business idea approaching the, the matter from a different perspective which is not 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 usual for for the people receiving the the, the request and, and they would be mm. more open to, to 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 giving back um information about Fabian's story was just the point that he's he's now working with a startup because of one of the MBA challenges he did during his course and I think it drives home the point of the importance of not only just studying but doing extracurricular activities whilst doing your MBA because you never know what they could lead to. It's really true isn't it like there's just so much kind of there's so much stuff that you can do during your MBA. It's kind of how do you keep a balance between using your time wisely, but also trying new things and not being kind of closed off to stuff. I think it really kind of brings home the importance of good time management and just making sure you can fit in as, as much as possible. Absolutely. Which kind of goes to the point of, of being an entrepreneur, I think, as well. You need to have really strong time management. <laughs> mm yeah definitely like I really I, the thing that's always kind of struck me about starting my own business as I said during the podcast was like how do you ever switch off from it um mm. and I think Fabian had some really good advice about kind of managing that and um you know making sure that you don't burn out but it yeah it really kind of I think it's really important to sort of think about it before you know you're in that situation and and kind of have a plan for what you're going to do yeah, absolutely. And I think having, making your, yourself switch off is so important because as he said, you know, when you're doing it for yourself, you're thinking I'm doing it for my family. And so even if you're tired, you just drive yourself because you want to do more for your family, for the people that you love. Yeah, absolutely. That's all for today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk. 
Facebook and LinkedIn under The Modern MBA and on Twitter at MBA Modern. Until next time. Bye. Bye.